everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Rocket Fuel HSV podcast. I'm your host, Brett Ball, and I can't wait to show you what the Huntsville, Alabama food scene has to offer. So strap in, hold tight, and hang on as we'll discover what makes the Rocket City food landscape so unique. Hey guys, it's Rocket Fuel HSV, Brett Ball, uh, here with the Rocket Fuel HSV podcast. Um, Today's guest is Ricky Garcia, most lovingly known as Ricky HSV. How you doing today, Ricky? Top of the world, man. It's been forever, I feel, since I've seen you last. Happy to be here. How long has it been, man? What's the last time? Wow. Actually, uh, probably uh, Northside Coffee a few months ago. Yeah, that's true. We did that uh, coffee benefit. Um, That was fun, though. We had a lot of people. That was the first time I think something like that's been done here. Um, Yeah. For those that don't know, one of my my first Rocket Fuel kind of branded event was I had an investor from Seattle contact me, wanted to know more about Huntsville, and uh, he was a coffee fan. We partnered uh, with uh, Keenan, owner of uh, Northside Coffee there, right inside Beezer, and um, pretty much the first people um, of the day up until $100 got a free coffee. uh, Ricky was there to enjoy it. Me included. Uh, You know what's funny? Uh, One of our other friends, part of like the Team HSV food blogger posse or whatever, Logan Mitchell also has his coffee cup. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. It's interesting to see like coffee bring us all together, even though I'm not a big a huge coffee fan rather, but like I love passionate people who care about their, their work or their craft. That's a, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So Ricky, um, we've known each other about a year, I'd say, right. Yeah. We're a little over that now. Probably a year you and believe a half. That? <laughs> oh my gosh. It, it's uh, I, I remember when you and I were trying to, th- I thought we had first met up in May of 2020, yep. but it was actually like, uh, September. Um, which is insane. Yeah. It's like, it feels like I've known you for like three, four, six years, but in reality, it's like a year and a half, not even a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for those who maybe they're not familiar with you or maybe they just moved to Huntsville, tell us a little bit about yourself, your brand, what you do. So my name is Ricky Garcia and I run Ricky HSV. I have grown up in the food industry here in Huntsville, Alabama, starting at the age of 14, uh, hopped around from restaurant to restaurant, and then it got to a point where I realized that I knew everybody uh, in the food scene in Huntsville. And then the pandemic hit. By then, I had been posting my thoughts on Facebook for about, I don't know, four months. Pandemic hits, city shuts down, everybody's at home. Nobody knows where to go or how to get there or what's available. So, and on top of that, people are at home with nothing to do. So they're on social media. And I just started lengthening my posts on Facebook and giving my actual honest opinion in a people first positive manner. And people, people, uh, people cared. So, and some people agreed one of those persons was you. Yeah. That's how, that's oddly enough, how I found you, um, Starting my own blog in a very similar situation, I had a lot of people at work I started talking to, and they would they kind of cued in. I'm a foodie, and um, I wasn't from <laughs> the area, so they were curious to know my opinion. And uh, what I noticed quite quickly was um, I had only lived here for a few months at the point, and uh, really? the people that I was talking to, they had never heard of some of the places I've I, that I had been to, you know, and they lived here their whole life. And so that that's when I started the Instagram, the Facebook, and when I found you. Um, and I kind of silently followed you there for yeah, a little bit. I think you might've did the same. And then, uh, eventually we reached out and, um, 
And then we met at uh, Jack Brown's was that first, uh, the burger joint downtown. September 2020. Let me ask you this. I don't think I've ever actually asked you. When yeah. did you start Rocket Fuel HSV? Um, so that would have been, I moved here in 2019. So, oh, wow. Um, pretty recent. Yeah. And, um, that started, Late yeah. 2019? Yeah. So the Instagram didn't start till 2020. So yeah. Would've... So we did it at the same time. Yeah, Cause yeah. I rem- uh, October, 2019 was when I actually started. So we literally were on the same trajectory yeah. and wow. It's crazy how that works. And I, now we just figured that out on this podcast. That's, <laughs> That's brand new information. I guess I haven't known you in six years. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. That's pretty freaking awesome, man. And we, like, uh, what I loved about that meeting, it's like, I, it was Mexican restaurants. Because here in Huntsville, Alabama, one of the words that I don't like using or don't like hearing or seeing on social media is authentic. Right, yeah. Any country, state is huge. There's no such thing as authentic Mexican food, Chinese food. There's like six different variations of Chinese food and all that. Um, And the way I described Alamex or the kind of Mexican food that we serve here or that the market here locally uh, prefers, you like uh, agreed. And uh, that that was pretty awesome because I was like, wait a second, somebody agrees with me who actually knows food. Right. Yeah. And, um, and I'm, I've traveled, I have the benefit of doing that and noticing that if you want authentic, you need to go to the source of, you know, yes. if you want authentic Mexican, then go to Mexico. You probably won't like it either. Yeah. You won't find queso, you know, <laughs> that's for sure. Or cheddar cheese. Um, and you, you know, and that's another thing you notice in the food industry is that you have to adapt to the palate of the people you serve. Cause it is a business. So, um, and that, that's a big complaint I've seen and you've probably really? seen it as well. Um, from people moving in from California oh or gosh, Texas, San Diego guys like, get over and, it. Um, and you're a uh, born in Mexico, right? So <laughs> yes. I think you have a foot to stand on 100%. here. 100%. So like, well, which is why I'm more confused than anybody. Uh, we do the, the ones that I hear complain the most are, People not even from Chicago trying to find Chicago style pizza. One, people from Chicago have no reason to move here. Uh, but San Diego, like, uh, where can I find fish tacos? I was like, you're literally half an hour away from where fish tacos were invented. There is no way you're going to find anything anywhere in Huntsville, Alabama that is going to satisfy your urge or for fish tacos. I mean, you literally have the real thing over there. Sure, yeah. But but you know what? Uh, what a, I've seen you rep with the ones that Phil Sandoval. Yes. <laughs> so, you know what's funny? Um, I, they are the best fish tacos in Huntsville, Alabama. And I didn't even realize or learn how he developed them or what the full story behind those are. So, Phil Sandoval is from San Antonio, Texas. All right? So, that's where the flour tortilla comes from. Okay. He lived in California. That's where the fish taco idea and the slaw came about. But he's in Alabama, which is where the mayo-based tartar sauce, quote-unquote, sure, Like is the from. white barbecue sauce, too, yeah. the mayo-based that uh, we're known for here. So it's like a, it's literally a combination of California, Texas, and Alabama, which is basically, you might as well call it the Phil Sandoval fish taco. I mean, it basically is, but it's his entire life in a fucking taco. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's neat. I, I, I've I've had the tacos, but the full disclaimer there, I I do like them. They're good. I didn't know that, but 
I will say I went to, uh, for a work trip, not too long about like, well, before COVID pre pre pandemic, I went to San Antonio, Texas, and I, wow. I have friends that live there from the military and they said, uh, well, when you come, you know, let me know. We'll take you out to some good Mexican food. And I said, sure. And, uh, <laughs> I cannot remember the name of the place, but I guess it's iconic to San Antonio, um, in the downtown area. And it, I swear it tasted just like Phil Sandoval's. <laughs> like, I could have been at Phil Sandoval's. One hundred percent. So that's uh, that's. I think that's a testament to the Huntsville, Alabama food scene. That you know, a small city that's growing. You know, just overtaking Birmingham apparently, um, which I still <laughs> can't can't believe that. Uh, and that's that's within three years since I've lived here. Um, but yeah, yeah. So um, trying to push on that point, it's like uh, what I love about Huntsville fifty. Or 52, 54% of the population is not from here. Cost of living is so low. So we have all these people coming in from Maryland, Washington, D.C., Seattle, San Diego, all these military government contractor people coming here. And cost of living is low. So you get to retire, not retire, but pursue your passion projects at an earlier age than you normally would. So we end up with great restaurants, music scene, and like quirky things. Oftentimes, unfortunately, um, passion isn't enough to actually keep a business running, which is unfortunate, but we do see a lot of uh, interesting things, especially in the food scene, like restaurants open up by like the dozens a month. It's insane. And uh, I can't tell you how many, um, restaurants or breweries are, they were opened by a former engineer, you know? Yes. And so that's kind of cool too. A lot of people don't think about is that engineering just does it's all chemistry too. Like yeah. They so know there's a math. lot of creativity, um, involved to come up with solutions to problems. And then they bring that to the, the entertainment or the restaurant industry. Uh, yes. So you seem to have a pretty unique perspective on the restaurant industry in particular. So how did that come about? So, um, the way I explain it, it's why I do what I do. In the way that I do it, I've worked the last 17 years, not counting the previous two that I've only been a food blogger, but I know how hard it, or I thought I knew how hard it was to work those 18 hour shifts, 14 hour shifts. And like as a chef or as a server in a restaurant or as any position you have, you hand food to somebody that makes them feel good. They smile, you smile. Both are happy. And if the food is good or decent, um, that connection, that uh, instant gratification feels good. So everybody imagines like, oh, my God, these guys are following their passion. They're some of the happiest people that I've met. However, I've been on behind the lines. I've been in that life. Okay. So you it's have worked in the industry. And this 100%. is how you know so like, much. It's not easy. So I want to help. Those that seek, those who choose food as their passion as much as I can, no matter what, for free to the people forever. Ricky HSV. So uh, we mentioned your background being born in Mexico, coming to Huntsville. How did that happen? That's an interesting so, jump. Um, I had an uncle that lived in Chicago, was on the way to Atlanta, either got drunk or fell asleep or got kicked off the bus and uh, ended up here in like the mid 80s. And started working on like building 565. Oh, nice. Next thing I know, we have four uncles here. And now it's to the point where only my 
surviving grandparents are still in Mexico and everybody else is here. And oh, wow. Okay. So yeah. that was a, a big shift by <laughs> <laughs> huge. So what, what year, I guess, how long have you been in Huntsville? I got here in 97. Okay. So what is that? 24 wow. years. Oh, wow. 24 years yeah. uh, last month. So you've seen this city probably go from rural farmland to a bustling. <laughs> well, not quite. Okay. I, well, it's like uh, people were telling me how Clinton Avenue was full of cotton fields. Oh, wow. That's insane. I have seen Research Park go from... Uh, Explorer Boulevard, not even fully connected, so like where Blue Origin is and all that, um, to what it is now. It's uh, it's been insane. It's been insane growth. Yeah, and, an, and another, uh, I guess, growth I've seen since I moved here is the explosion of the food truck scene. Home, um, there wasn't oh, really wasn't much of that to speak of when I first moved here, and um, now it's that like, was only three years ago. Yeah, too. exactly. That's my point. How fast this innovation's happening in Huntsville? Well, so. Like the free the hops movement where we like, you know, we're able to sell higher ABV beers here in Alabama, as well as like the food truck scene, those two movements to like, you know, pass legislation to allow it to be easier happened around the same time, probably like a late 2012, 2015, like that, Um, which obviously food and beer, I mean. Come on. Right, yeah. And I mean, how many breweries at the time <laughs> oh. might not have had a kitchen or something, and they need that food truck parked out front to draw a crowd? 100%. Um, speaking of, of breweries, yeah. And um, so in the food perspective that, too, um, what do you think about Campus 805, the straight to ale, uh, ale's kitchen out there? So these days, people that come into town and they see uh, straight to ale, they're like, oh, they're the big guy, you know, right, yeah, whatever. Sure. But what they don't know is that these guys laid the foundation for Huntsville's brewery scene and craft beer scene to be what it is. If anybody deserves the right to be at that level, it's them because it's because of them and like others like uh, OTBX and stuff like that, that we're able to have the craft beer scene that we do in Huntsville. Uh, Actually one of the, uh, one of my followers, um, started the ales kitchen food truck no way. that was a thing and uh he always says hey you got to go try the lamborghini burger uh at at straight to ale and i I think he's in atlanta right now but i'm like hey i'm not going in that building without you because mm-hmm. obviously it's his burger um but it's insane the connections because like it's a small town like yes we are bigger than birmingham uh by the numbers or, you know, actual city limits and all that. But we all actually know each other. Southern hospitality is uh, uh, contagious. And yeah. um, I love it. So you mentioned Southern hospitality, and that's that's one thing. Uh, I've moved around quite a bit, but I, I'm kind of – even though I was raised half, kind of half up north, Washington, D.C. area, half Savannah, Georgia. Um, Wait, what? Yeah. I, uh, Washington, D.C.? Yeah. my uh, Well, my dad was in the Air Force, so he was stationed up there for a long time. So I, roughly about half of my life, I lived up there until I was about 15. And then Was that St. Andrews? Uh, well, Andrews Air Force Base at the time, which is now Andrews Joint Base. Uh, so anyway, yeah. And then um, about 15, 16, we ended up <laughs> Anyways, moving. Anyways, we moving can't to, talk about this. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole other story about uh, military operations. Uh, but, yeah, we ended up moving back to Savannah, Georgia. I say back, but 
my my family was from Charleston, South Carolina area originally, so I have a very strong southern Wait a heritage. Second. That's where Ben's from. Yeah, so uh, Ben Smoky Southerner, we should. Uh, Smoky Southerner. If you don't follow him, he's he's your guy for uh, you know liquor, beer, anything, bourbon, um, beer. And food. Exactly. Um, so the Smoky Southerner and uh, Smoky S-M-O-E-K-E-Y. And yeah, he uh, he is. So when I first met him, which he lives in my neighborhood, that's the, the funny <laughs> thing. We met on a whim and found out we live yeah, literally down the street <laughs> from each Veterans other. Happy Veterans Day, guys. <laughs> and uh, he, we talk about Charleston all the time. And he has a really, like, he did a good article for We Are Huntsville, um, uh, Shrimp and Grits, that he did, oh his favorites gosh. in town. And that, that was really solid. He'd um, been talking about shrimp and grits for a while because, like, apparently he like grew up as like a shrimp yeah, harvester, yeah, or whatever fisherman, it's called. Yeah, um, that one was a cool one. Like, and um, you guys can write. I yeah, pre- yeah, thank you. And um, so I've had that southern kind of bringing up my whole life. Um, but you know, and it was a culture shock moving as a teenager. But I, you kind of grow to love it again, yeah. and you realize, you know, there's something to that. And um, but. Recently, I went to, uh, or I would say recently, it's a few years ago now, um, vacation in Mexico. And I noticed that sim- there's a similar hospitality that happens there because um, people, everyone you meet is like, oh, hola, amigo, you know, like, yes, oh, my yes. friend, my friend. And um, oh, they, they always want to show you something or you know, <laughs> give you a free drink or whatever. They um, do. Yeah. So do, do you do you feel a connection to that with your, your roots as well? <sighs> Not as much as I'd like. Um I, I've been so obsessed with Huntsville and so obsessed with trying to learn this culture that, yes, I do have access to the Mexican culture, but um, it, it, it they're different, and I enjoy this one more because this is the one that I know more or better, I guess. Um not as much as I'd like, but they are very similar. Like whenever I go to a Mexican restaurant, I have to finish whatever food they, they, they offer me. Whereas like these days, if you go out to eat with me, I can't finish right, food. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm thinking, dreaming, breathing, feeling food all the time. Yeah, I, so I, I, I taste it and I yeah. appreciate it, but I cannot finish it. I think that happens a lot as food bloggers where we go out to so many events, we're always eating and then eat to the point you got to limit yourself or you're going to weigh 400 pounds. I mean, it's just, (laughs) dude. I mean, like I've started losing weight recently, but like there got to a point where 50 pounds came up like nothing. Yeah. It's tough. Uh, Especially these events, and um, you're like, "I'll pay, I swear," or whatever, you know. And then they're like, "No, no, it's on the house." And uh, oh how many gosh. times that happens? And, and then they give you like, you know, four dishes, and they're like, "Did you like it?" I was like, "Yes," but I literally cannot take another bite. Um, so on the food influencer track, do you ever have people come up to you in public and say, "Oh, Ricky, I recognize you. you know, nice to meet you," or maybe they send you a DM later, "I saw you in person, but I was too embarrassed to say anything." <laughs> So one of the reasons that uh, I am not afraid to share as to why I started Ricky HSV, literally on my LinkedIn, it says expert attention generator. Um, I love attention. However, I'm not a complete asshole. So I gen- I know how to generate attention, and then I grab that attention and direct it towards the industry that I love in order to help out. One of the coolest things that I, to this day, I still enjoy very, very much is when I'm on the corner of a street in downtown filming and a car passes by and they're like, Ricky, I follow you on Instagram. (laughs) 
It's only happened like three or four times, but uh, I have no idea who they are. Uh, obviously, anybody around me is like, wait, who's, who is he? Should we know about him? And it just like boosts my ego like there's no tomorrow. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, I, people do come up to me, and I genuinely do appreciate it. Anytime I'm downtown, feel free to come up to me. If I'm downtown, I'm there to connect with the people of this community. Yeah, and I think a, a lot of people appreciate that because that's kind of how I stumbled upon you. I'll admit it was uh, being new to town. I'm 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 looking for an outreach of people that wanted to know and write about local restaurants. Um, hmm. In a way that you're not going to see on an ad, you know, you know Correct. what I mean? Because they don't, those places don't have the budget for that, let's face it. Um, so it's it's comforting to find a local source that's lived here, you know, most of their life to direct you, like you're saying, direct that attention to the businesses that deserve it. So on that note, I do want to explain, like, uh, guys, for all you listening, whenever you see Team HSV, we are Huntsville, or people like the Smoky Southerner, Heather, Ben, Brett, myself, um, Angie Cato, Manda Panda, we do not gain anything financially by promoting these restaurants. We do it simply because we care and because we love food and we want to support the community that we live in. Yeah, that's just a lot of fun, you know, to meet like-minded people, um, to feel like you're part of the community. And that was one thing that drew me to Huntsville was – in my adult life, this has got to be the my the most adult friends I've ever had. You know that I don't work with, which is cool. Wow. Yeah, and I've I've never. I mean, part of it's I moved around so much my whole and life. You've lived but in bigger cities too. I have, but it's believe it or not, it's harder to meet people that you were friends with when you live in a bigger city. And I will stand by that so until I, I die. That's what I mean by like the whole uh, uh, southern hospitality is contagious because nobody is from here. We all feel way more comfortable getting to know each other because we're all in the same freaking boat. It's like. It's so easier to meet people yeah. because we know that, hey, they're not from here either. Yeah, and the thing, um, especially when you're in bigger cities, it gets to the point, real estate gets so expensive. Oh so gosh. the yeah. only businesses that can afford to do business tend to be chains. And um, and sometimes you don't even know they're a chain until you, you go in there. So <laughs> I kind of like how you mentioned that, uh, you know, let's, let's support the local businesses. Because to me, and it, it's a it's a motto you see a lot here, let's keep Huntsville weird. And to me, that's what it yeah. means, you know, yeah. let's keep it unique. Let's keep the local businesses here and support them. I'm uh, I'm going to go out on the limb here. So take it how you will, guys. Uh, we are mostly populated by government contractors and engineers per capita. That Those are just the facts, the stats. Um, by nature, engineers want to be manage, mitigate their risk and stuff like that. Sure. And so that leads most of the people, or at least half of the population, rather, to seek out chains. Um, well, they're familiar, right? You know, it, if you're not from here, they're safe. familiar. It's you safe. know what you're getting. It's safe. And it's like, I don't think that's why we have so many, but I think that's why so many are successful. Um, they come here because it's a booming city, but they're successful because that's the majority of that sector or the, the engineers, which obviously we appreciate and love you guys. Um, but hey, live a little, go out and have some great culinary experiences. Even if you don't like them, hey, at least you tried it. Yeah, and um, I that's, uh, I won't say 
it's tough. It's tough. So it's one challenge for sure yeah. that a lot of restaurants here face, uh, especially the ones that are trying to do something different, trying to push the envelope a little bit. Is how do we get people to try something that um, seems foreign? To. Yeah, you're not like used fat to. Fat Sammy's. Well, Fat Sammy's does a great job. I, I think they do. Um, oh, well, and my I'm a big restaurant. fan of Chef Jeremy, and you are as well. 100%. Um, because the way he makes his Asian fusion cuisine, but the way he writes it up seems relatable, you know? So when I went there, I tried one of the specials as a catfish po' boy, but the way that it was fried, you know, presented, it's a, uh, it's uniquely Asian fusion, but it has that familiarity like you're in Louisiana. And it. so it was, it's just interesting. Um, but that is one thing is, is, is how do you get people in the door? And maybe you feel like that too, with the write-ups you do for certain restaurants and people are like, what, you know? So one of the, one of the, uh, some of the most, I get a lot of private messages because I encourage people to seek out, uh, a lab to have me elaborate on the post that I do. Uh, all of my posts are by design, positive people first, in order to help the businesses that I love and the industry that I love. I don't care if you're a chain. I don't care if you're McDonald's or anybody. So uh, it's like all everybody in the food industry has a tough job. And up until recently, compensation hasn't been there. Um, yeah. so I, I try to do anything and everything that I can in order to help them out. It's hard. Yeah, it's okay. So you talk about people first. What does that, what does that actually mean? But people that are, you know, foreign to Ricky HSV. Okay. So Ricky HSV, when I first started, um, I wrote out a criteria sheet, you know, one through 10, on different criterias, ambiance, taste, service, and all that. And I went to one of my favorite restaurants, which I've never named and I will never name. Um, and it got a five. I think I gave it like a six or a seven simply because I felt so bad. So you used to rate things on a scale. No. So I did it once oh. and, 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 it, and it bombed. It's yeah. like one of my favorite restaurants that I always had a great time at didn't do great uh, based on like a, an actual scale that actually uh, criticizes like a food critic or a food reviewer okay. would actually do like a traditional publication. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, it didn't make sense to me. I was like, how is this a five? Every time I come here, I have a great experience. What's the problem? And it was that after that, I was like, back then it was like Ricky's restaurant reviews. Um, but I couldn't do it. I was like, no, 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 no. This restaurant is nine to five. Anytime I'm here, I'm at least at an eight or a nine. Is it the best restaurant in Huntsville? No. Do I always have a great time? Yes. It's not a five. So that's when I adopted the people first, positive, positive people first content creation. So people, I love people above all things, which is why I don't care if it's chain or a mom and pop. However, obviously I support the mom and pops right. and the local restaurants more because they have a steeper hill to climb. Absolutely. Yeah. They don't one have the budget. They don't have yeah. the, the marketing. They don't have the corporate backing. Oh my gosh. The marketing. Yeah. Um, they, they, yeah. I mean, just they, they, they can't even the pay, help they can get. Yeah. That's hard to even pay the employees, you know, to compete with the chain and the, yeah. You know, benefits, <laughs> there's, there's a lot going on there. And, um, I think we're seeing that 
kind of exasper- exacerbated by the pandemic to where some places are, I can't even serve dinner. You know, they have to close out lunch or can't serve lunch. Have to, you know. Um, Speaking of the pandemic, um, so I feel bad, but at the same time, I'm not even worried about it. One, two restaurants uh, before the pandemic hit or during the pandemic back in March 2020 really caught my attention. Fouquet or insert. P-H-U-K-E-T. Fouquet. Over in Providence, as well as Domain South on the square. Those two restaurants handled the pandemic like hats off to them 100%. I haven't been since. I've never made a post on them. Um, Fouquet, actually, I did go to because I lost my job. I was a server. I had no money. Uh, I was trying to do lawns here and there, and they had a program where you could walk in, get a chicken fried rice, no questions asked. Oh, wow. And I walked in, and I was like, can I have two, one for me and one for my dad? No questions asked. Walk in. It was a huge portion. Actual grilled chicken breast, which is unheard of, uh, for free. Oh, wow. With a smile and with a handwritten note. I have that note till this day. Also, the second one, Domain South. Uh, before the shutdown, they shut their doors. Before anybody knew about unemployment, they moved their employees to $13 an hour plus tips, every single one, from dishwashers to hostesses to servers to bartenders, no matter who you were. If you got paid more, you got cut down to 13 If you got less, you got moved up to 13 No... No safety net. This was all coming from the owners. Right now, recently, they just opened up a new Domain South location on the big screen. On top of it. I'm getting goosebumps. I know. I haven't even been. been. Oh, Oh, you haven't? We got to go. (laughs) Yes. Like, I'm getting goosebumps talking about this. It's like, that literally is going to be restaurant of the year 2021, uh, hands down. Like, Fat Sammy's was 2020. 2021, Domain South and that crew. Uh, hats off to them. The 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 culture that they've developed there. It's like I feel bad because I personally haven't been, but at the same time, I'm, I don't because they don't need me. They don't need anybody. Their dedication to their staff, their employees, and their community speaks for itself. They are the best restaurant I in Huntsville. I, and the thing I love about Domains, I go there frequently. Um, you know, every Mr. so often. Downtown. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ricky's referring to, I, I write these columns for We Are Huntsville. So if you go to wearehuntsville.com, you'll see the downtown dining section. And that's all me. So I, I love it, by the way. So thank you. So I've become friends with a lot of the restaurant owners down there. Um, Domain South being one of them. And um, I will say they, they have some knowledgeable staff working all the way from, um, I've you know, chefs to. Luke. Yeah, Hawk. Chef Luke. I mean, he's he's amazing. Oh, and, speaking and, of chefs. Yeah. Uh, so whenever they open the new uh, location, um, the Green Bottle Grill back in the late '90s, I think it was like '96 or something like That's that. A place legends are made of, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. So uh, all of those line cooks there are now running restaurants in downtown Huntsville. Jay Hendricks is one that I haven't met. He is now at Domain South. Oh wow! So. And the bottle's another one of those, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. they they have two. Okay. Chef Andy and yeah. uh, Chef Chris. Gotcha. Um, 
We we should go to Domain Town. Yeah, we got it. We'll we'll, we'll plan that. Um, you know, <laughs> whenever we after have this, time. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stay um, tuned for Ricky HSV and Rocket Fuel visit Domain South Dining go. Downtown. And it's because uh, wasn't that an Irish pub or something before that didn't quite um, make it? Oh yes. Yeah. So so it was Keenan's uh, Irish pub, and then it got turned into a meet and three. Whenever okay. I saw that article, I remember sharing it. This was back when I was still before the pos- people po- people first positive. And I was like, why the heck would you turn it into a meet and three? The location is perfect. How nobody's been able to pull it off is beyond me. Domain South will be there until this city either burns down or the caves beneath us crumble. Um, Domain South is in the history books forever. Yeah. Um, so are they keeping that old location? So the uh, old location. Um, which is on the courthouse square, right? Correct. Right beside Beezer, which is where Northside Coffee is. We were talking about that earlier. Um, the chef from Beezer actually designed Beezer in such a way to where the kitchen basically runs itself. And uh, so he was able to leave there and transfer over to where domain south used to be still same owners and all that and it's basically going to be like a noma i'm not sure if you guys are familiar oh with yeah that. yeah renee red zappi where they yes. do different pop-ups so the restaurant is going to change not the menu well i mean the menu is definitely going to change by the season but the entire concept oh wow um is going to change basically every four months so right now it's an italian i think it's called like chow chow or something like that but uh wow it's uh i did not know that. daniel sikorsky it's uh i can't wait to go try it out because like that's that's like world-class like actual cooking actual creativity yeah, that is. that's uh taking chances huge risks so Speaking of concept changes another place that uh, i enjoyed that we did a team hsv event and Let's talk about Team HSV actually, actually, because we haven't even really, we mentioned it, but we didn't go into it for those that aren't familiar. So hashtag Team HSV. I'll let you take this one. Yeah, when Ricky and I first got together about that year ago, like we talked about at Jack Brown's, that was our first, what we called, we didn't know it at the time, Team HSV event. And you invited a few of your foodie friends and a few made it out. Um, They weren't even friends at the time. Yeah, that that um, is true. We none nobody there had met each other ever, other than me and uh, Rocket City Scope, and even us. We went to middle school together. Hadn't seen each other in like. But you didn't even know that was him running that publication, correct? (laughs) And um, yeah, and that's kind of where we, and that's where we met Heather Presswood. Um, She drove from Decatur. Yeah, so. And that's kind of how we all became Team HSV. Well, I don't think it was just me, you, and Heather that really continued on. No one else. Yeah. Uh, and then the pandemic hit, and that made things challenging. That but we did. tried to make it a point of once a month getting together and kind of having like a yeah. supper club, right? We, we had, Yeah, it was a supper club. A bunch of foodies who had basically you know, no financial gain supporting restaurants because we all have pretty different audiences. So if we all promote or spotlight on like using the word promote because we don't you know we don't make anything from it but we do it literally out of the kindness of our heart and because we give a crap about these restaurants um we all have different audiences so if i'll spotlight the same restaurant that restaurant is going to have a greater chance of success yeah and uh, all it takes them is like hey host us we'll do our job we all write differently 
That's true. And it's, uh, it's at least six different posts getting put out <laughs> within a week of each yeah. other. <laughs> so that the the cool part of that was uh, we did one at a um, Fire and Spice, right? And um, speaking of concept changes, they just closed that location that we met at and are focusing That's on the food trucks now. But have you heard what they're going to do with that uh, yes. location? So, uh, I mean, it's going to be a commissary. So they are they opened the we met there for Heavenly Sandwiches which at the time was a ghost kitchen. Now it's an actual food truck. Um, Fire and Spice was one of the original food trucks that basically laid down the groundwork for food trucks here in Huntsville, Alabama. It wasn't originally owned by the current owners. However, it was, they took over and they just basically kept that momentum going. And now they, they are some of the hardest working people that I know, I don't know how, but they basically work for three months and then they're gone for a week with their kids. Um, they had a kid on Cinco de Mayo at the same time. They brought back a food truck that became heavily sandwiches, uh, which was it's uh, amazing by the way. I, the, when we got, cause that was the cool part about that is even though, so they had, they were starting these ghost kitchen concepts at the time on that Memorial Parkway uh, location. Right. Yeah. And so, South. uh, or South, yeah, South Memorial. And then, um, they ended up heavily sandwiches was one of them at the time. And, yeah. um, and I'm kind of sad about it. And if you're listening, that's uh, where I'm at. <laughs> if you're listening, Heavenly Sandwiches, Fire and Spice Crew, uh, that fried bologna sandwich was amazing. And it's not on your menu anymore. And I'm upset about what? it. What? Yeah. Thomas, Leandra, there we Bubba, go. bring the fried bologna sandwich back. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I've had fried bologna. Obviously, if you've grown up in the South, you probably had a fried bologna. It. Yeah. But it, uh, <laughs> it, it, I don't know what kind of bologna they use, but it was like craft bologna if there even, wow. even is such a thing because it was so thick. I mean, and Thomas is well. Uh, who is it? Uh, I don't know. Just the name is Canadian because their last name is Poo. Uh, uh, well, no, because we I asked him that that night, and uh, he was from Montreal. I want to say okay, okay. So like Canadian bacon, uh, no, no yeah. <laughs> connection to actual Canadian bacon, but. Uh, the dude knows his fucking bologna, apparently, and his brisket, because he basically yeah, grew up in that, kitchens in Austin, Texas. And that's, uh, so, about Thomas, right? He was in the military and that. Yes, he, was in, he, he was in the Army, and um, and that's how they ended up in Austin, because I remember asking Leanne oh, that when we were there that night, and I, th- yeah. I thought that was so cool, because you're right, that brisket is, I think, is the best I've had in town, but a lot of people don't know this, um, so this is a little foodie secret, everybody. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and up until recently, I'm not going to tell you what my new... Uh, best or favorite brisket in the general rocket city areas you guys gotta wait for that one ricky hsv 2.0 yeah. um but that brisket is damn good and it's austin style and it's it's amazing and they're they're the hardest working some of the hardest working people that i know yeah and um it, it shows and uh you know, obviously, we wish them well in their yes, their food trucks, 100%. which I don't think they're going to have a problem sustaining. They're, they're always booked. I always see them at the um, the NASA food truck corral on the arsenal. So if oh. you work out there, hey, do you ever it make it out there? I do because I work out there. Well, how <laughs> yeah. clo- how close is it? Like, so what's for my like? building, it's uh, I could it's like a quarter of a mile drive, maybe. Oh wow! It's like right around the corner. Um, yeah, and so it's it changes every week. They'll have they they have food trucks that commit, but last time I was there, they had a it's a Chinese food truck that's kind of like Panda what? Express style. Pearl? Yeah, 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 Pearl. Okay. Um, uh, Hippie Camper. They had a, a Fire and Spice proper food truck there. Yeah. Um, 
which I, they're either there, the Heflin sandwiches, they're, they're mainstays. How, how many people would you say are out there? 500 um, a day? Well, so they're open from, I want to say 11 to one every day. And every time That's I go big. out there, there's at least 50 people, you know, just at one time. So they, they cycle in and out. So yeah, you could probably eat so, 300 easily. The one food trucker that I haven't met that everybody in the food truck community has said great things about is Melvin with O Taste and See Barbecue. Okay, I haven't had Um, Next time you see him, please go check him out. Because, like, from what I hear, he does private caterings in the NASA Food Truck Corral. And literally, so, like, I know a lot of the food truckers, like, personally now. And they all say, hey, that's the... MFR who knows how to do it, seek counsel from him. Not only that, but his food is damn good. Okay. I'll have to keep an eye on now. Um, yeah. So going kind of behind the scenes with uh, being a food influencer, food blogger, whatever you like to call it. Uh, what, do you ever get common questions? People like, what is it like to be a food influencer? <laughs> things like that. So uh, one of the things that I often get, is like, oh, my God, Ricky, I want to go out to eat with you. I was like, yeah, no, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) That's the last thing. Like, do you like eating? So because we're always around food, we could taste cold food after taking pictures and and stuff like that um, and still make up for that temperature change in our minds because we know how to cook. We know what it's supposed to taste like we can make up that difference in our heads. Um, but the, the goal, because we're not here to critique food necessarily speaking, we're here to spotlight the food industry. I feel most of us are like, as far as like, you know, our little group, um, the goal is not like the last thing any of these restaurants needs is, Oh my God, their mashed potatoes were too salty. Nobody wants to hear that. Yeah. Um, so, but what that takes is, hey, we're going to eat cold meals because we want to support these restaurants and we're going to spotlight the positive things about them. Um, often uh, other foodies who've worked in the food industry uh, who see me doing what I do in the way that I do it with the positive always are like, Ricky, you never critique anything. You always say everything is awesome. Uh, why don't you ever, well, like, I think it would be more beneficial to provide the pros and the cons to a restaurant. Yeah, that's a, that's it's, a slippery slope we encounter, I think. I smile and I say, go for it. Yeah. Try it. Yeah, There's exactly. been a couple. They've tried. Where are you guys now? Yeah, and, uh, well, it's not even that. Ugh. Well, true. That, that That's me being petty. Yeah, but, um, um, a lot of it is just so subjective. Nobody so, needs and, that. And it's hard to say what I like if someone else is going to like, and who am I? To say, who am I to say that? You know, I'm not a, I'm not a chef. You know, I'm not. A, well, yeah. those 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 Asian wings would uh, Korean wings. Yeah. Would, okay. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, we'll get in. So, Ricky, uh, hopefully, will have me on his podcast one day. Yes. Which, uh, which is coming soon. So coming soon. Why don't yes. you tell people? Um, where can how can they connect with you online on on socials or how can they find this podcast? You think when it comes out? So the podcast when it does comes out, anywhere podcasts are available. Um, the number two foodie podcast in all of Huntsville in the Greater Rocket City area, second only to Rocket Fuel HSVs. Um, but yeah, that's a podcast between myself and Joe Carlucci of Valentina's Pizzeria. Okay, cool. We're both super obsessed with. Food. However, we respect. The, we're very different people, by the way. 
Um, but that's coming soon. However, they can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Just search hashtag Ricky HSV or Ricky Garcia. I will pop up. Um, yeah, don't expect reviews, actual reviews, as you normally know them. Um, my job and my purpose in life is to add as much value to as many people as possible. The main way that I do that is to spotlight restaurants, food people, and basically anybody who is pursuing their dreams. If I can help, I will, and you should too. Awesome. Well, I think this is a good place to kind of wrap it up. But speaking of pursuing dreams, you got anything cooking up in the future for you or you just released? or 100%. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to take this opportunity to officially announce Rolling Rocket by Ricky HSV. Um, it's my brand new food truck. We will be uh, doing pop-ups around town wherever I can get in until our trailer is fully built. And then I will see you guys at Ashley Garage on Governor's Drive near the Triana Boulevard intersection across the street from Stove House and Blue Plate Cafe. Um, egg rolls are the vessel. I will take the trendy, popular cuisines and dishes from all around the world and put them in an egg roll for your consumption. Um, I am obsessed with food. Please come out and try them. And if you don't, please go out and try any local restaurant in and around Huntsville. Support local, eat local. Yeah, absolutely. And more importantly, let us, you know, whether it's Ricky HSV or Rocket Fuel HSV, let us know what you think. We love to hear from you because it makes us feel like we're doing our job. And that's probably the most fulfilling thing about being a food influencer or blogger is when you hear back from people and say, you know, I, I, I read something you wrote and I went and tried it, you know, and I'm, I, or, I get tickled over or that. Or even backwards, like, uh, I disagree. So th- okay. those are the, uh, like, uh, recently, not recently, I mean, I've had people come out to me and like, hey, this negative thing came about at this restaurant. I didn't want to blast it on Facebook and all that. Yeah, so sure. they come to me because you and I, we can go directly to the owners That's and actually true. fix these problems. Um, we encourage you guys to reach out to us in our private DMS. It's insane. Like we want that. Yeah. We will respond. Please reach out whether you agree, disagree, or you want to find out our opinion on anything food in the city of Huntsville in the greater rocket city area. All right, Ricky. Hey, thank you so much for coming on, man. This is the second episode of the Rocket Fuel HSV podcast, so I appreciate having on, and I cannot wait to be on with you and Joe. That's going to be so much fun. And Thank you very much, man. Uh, I I did not expect to share as much and go as deep as I, I did. I know, right? Uh, this, it goes this by was quick. awesome. Yeah. This All was right. awesome, man. Thank you very <laughs> yeah, much. Yeah, no problem. Hey, thanks for coming. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Rocket Fuel HSV podcast. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Need easy meal inspirations or want to see what the Huntsville food scene has to offer? Don't forget to follow Rocket Fuel HSV on Instagram and Facebook. 